And here's the fit tip of the week. Hey, have you ever seen one of those people while you've been working out in the gym? You know who they are, hair perfectly in place, perfectly coordinating clothing, shoes, and iPhone case. Seems it's always an iPhone case. They're on the exercise bike or treadmill with the latest edition of Vogue, Hello Canada, or Fitness is just gonna happen to me if I sit here long enough magazine. Ah yes, them people. We scoff at them because we know that after about 40 or 50 minutes at the Abbotsford Rec Center, they're blasting off to the Starbucks in the Seven Oaks Mall where they'll pull out that iPhone to pay for that 900 calorie caramel frappuccino. Hold the whip please because I'm on a diet. Yeah, we're all pretty special. Not like them at all because we swim or bike or run. Yeah, we're legitimate. But maybe, just maybe, it's time to get off our high horses as well, even if that high is endorphin-fueled. The reason that we, the all-knowing fitness junkies, scoff at those people is because they're not doing anything. Treadmill set at zero incline, or worse, sauntering around at two and a half miles per hour, or in the water, just floating there like some lethargic sea otter after a feed of filet fish the problem with them, of course, is about their lack of intensity when they work out. But are we also guilty of that? Because, as we all know, there is a difference between simply exercising and training. And if you are one of us people who's always hammering your workouts in the pool, or always running at the same pace, or cycling that same route at the same speed, you may be just as guilty as that iPhone-toting person. You may be just exercising as well, albeit your sweat stains might be a lot bigger and you are burning more calories, but you're still not getting the best training effect that you could, or enjoying the secondary benefits of high-intensity work. According to the latest Gabe Merkin Health and Fitness e-magazine, researchers at the Mayo Clinic compared high-intensity aerobic interval training, resistance training, and combined training in a group of 72 men and women between the ages of 65 to 80 years old. All three training types reduced body fat, increased sensitivity to insulin to help control blood sugar levels, and increased the amount of protein in muscles. However, they showed that only high-intensity aerobic training led to improvement in two of the most important markers of the aging process the maximal ability to take in and use oxygen, that's your VO2 max, along with mitochondrial functioning in muscles. It's that maximal ability to use oxygen that gets you faster and turns you into an Ed Whitlock, a Mikey Ross, or a Milos Kostic. Without going into all the specific details such as the Krebs cycle and glucosis, the thing to remember is to not do all your workouts at the same intensity. So instead of swimming an all-out thousand meters in the pool and calling it done, instead do a sensible 10-minute warm-up and then blast out a series of 20-50 meter repeats. Take as much time as you need after each 50 to catch your breath and do it again and again and again. And you can apply the same principles to your running or cycling workouts. Warm up, hammer hard, recover, hammer hard. Kind of sounds like the Wednesday night crits at the Mission Speedway. And as we've said before, plenty of times it's not all about the cardio. In order to have a well-balanced body, those trips to the weight room should not be neglected either. 
You can slow your loss of muscle strength as you age by using weightlifting to increase the size and the strength of your muscle fibers. The key to enlarging each muscle fiber is to exercise it enough against resistance to cause minor muscle damage. When each muscle fiber heals, it becomes stronger, an obvious concern as we all get older. For more details on weight training and high-intensity training, check out our Fit Tip links page on the FitSpeak homepage.